This is the Smart Communications Smart Communications Smart Communications Podcast. Developing the voices voices developing the voices of determined nonprofits. Brought to you by Big Duck. Hey, I'm Sarah Durham. Welcome back to the Smart Communications Podcast. I'm here today with Big Duck's creative director, Claire Taylor Hansen. Hey, Claire. Hi, Sarah. Welcome back. Thanks. So Claire wrote this really terrific blog. We'll link to it in the show notes. It's called When to Keep Creative Work In-House and What Your Team Should Look Like. And I thought it'd be interesting to talk through some of the ideas Claire featured in this article, but also go a little deeper into this topic because so many organizations really seem to struggle with who to hire in-house on their comms team. So Claire, what was your impetus for writing this piece? I think my impetus was my own personal background. I have worked at many nonprofits in New York as an in-house designer, and I've also worked on the agency side. So I really firsthand have witnessed the skill set that is needed for both jobs and the shift that needs to happen with your skill set if you're working in-house at a nonprofit versus if you're on an agency side or a freelancer. I've done that too. So these types of different hats and roles and skills are just always on my mind. And especially now that I'm working at Big Duck, when we're seeing our brands through and seeing them come to life, it's become quite clear what is needed to do that well on the nonprofit side. So when you were in-house at nonprofits, you were kind of in it. Maybe you lacked a little perspective, I guess. Is that what you're saying? And now that you're working as on the agency side with clients, you see a bigger picture or is that different? What's it like when you're in-house? I flipped back and forth. So I did agency, in-house, freelance agency. (laughs) So I was more that I wasn't in the forest and I couldn't see the trees. It was more just observing the different job functions, really. And now that I'm on the agency side, it's crystal clear. And basically, when you're working at an in-house job, you really need to have three skills that are totally unique to that position, which is whether it's on copy or design, which is breadth, consistency, and production. So the interesting thing about working in-house at a nonprofit is you don't want to reinvent the wheel. That's bad for brand. So when you're an in-house designer or an in-house writer, or when you're hiring for those positions, you want to find people that are really into breadth, consistency, and production. And what I mean by that is breadth, you want someone that's going to be on the job, whether it's a designer or a writer, that can do a lot of different things and do them all well, a wide variety of skills. So you want someone that's got an eye for photo selection as well as someone that can make an Instagram post. You want someone that can write a short piece of copy as a donor email. And you also want someone who can write the name of an upcoming program that's going to be a little catchy, but in the right brand voice. Do you have an example of an organization you've worked with that has a great maybe in-house person or freelancer who's excellent with breadth? What does that look like? Yeah, we just did some work with Queen's Botanical Garden and our wonderful client contact there is named Ann Tan Dechkoff. And she has an amazing knack for doing it all. So she's able to put her brain on signage that needs to be in the garden to think about what a bench wrap should look to attract donors to purchase that bench and also to work on kids' birthday cards. So these are three very different elements, three very different projects, but she's able to handle it all. The next item in your article is consistency. What's that about and how does an organization thrive with consistency? That's the one that in terms of this in-house team question probably is the most differentiating to working in-house at a nonprofit. 
This is the element that you really, really want to look for in your team, be they freelance or in-house, but especially in-house. You want a designer or a writer who's really into systems, who's really into templates, who's really into brand. You don't want someone who thinks, oh, great, this is my moment to show my creativity or my individuality. You don't necessarily want to find that person that's hoping to put their stamp on the organization. So that's a real challenge is to find someone who kind of enjoys the fact that the worksheet they make for an educational program looks a lot like the email that they're sending out. You want someone who's able to see across all systems, across all media and connect the dots and make them all unified. I could imagine that that's inherently the tension when you're hiring for that position, that you want to find somebody who's got the right creative skills, who shows you a portfolio of work that looks good, who feels inspired, who can bring real creativity to what they're writing or designing. But as you're saying, sometimes being too creative or wanting to create all the time is actually more of a detriment or liability. Absolutely. Anybody who's great at that, who who are the champions of consistency you could give a shout out to? We loved working with the New York School of Interior Design because it allowed us the opportunity to work with their amazing designer, Chris Spinelli. He is a master at consistency. But the most incredible thing about him is he is able to make things consistent and in brand, but yet so creative and so beautiful. So that's the ultimate pinnacle of the goal. He uh, recently just created a branded magazine for the school that a few years after we completed the rebrand is still just as consistent as it was before, but is manifesting the brand in a whole new way. So he's incredible at that. It's hard to do that too. I mean, if you're living with it every day, I sometimes like to say that just at the point when you, the in-house person, are getting really bored with it, that's when it's probably starting to work externally. You know, external audiences aren't paying that much attention. And if we're not super consistent with what we're sending them, odds are good they're not going to connect the dots between the gala invite, the brochure, the e-news, the this and the that. So true. And you want the person on your team to be the one that's saying, no, let's keep reinforcing that color. Let's keep reinforcing that typography rather than the one that says, ugh, green again. Yeah, your point about being a process person or a systems person for consistency echoes something that I wrote about a bit in my new book, The Nonprofit Communications Engine, which is coming out in November of 2019. Depending on when this podcast airs, it might already be out and it'll be available on Amazon. But one of the things I wrote about in that book is the importance of having clear systems and processes because without them and without an in-house person who champions them, you can't really ever get any kind of sustainable momentum. You're just reinventing the wheel every day and it's inefficient both internally but also externally. It's not building awareness and mindshare. That's so true. So what's the third piece in your triumvirate of, (laughs) of skills? The third piece is a bit more common sense. This will resonate with all of the folks that are listening to this in the nonprofit world, it's production. Your in-house team or your external freelance designer, both are costing you money in some way, whether it's budgeted as an in-house expense or a line item in your external budget. You need someone who can do work quickly and get a lot of work done. You don't want someone who's going to be agonizing over a design piece or a piece of copy for hours and hours and hours. It's the nonprofit world. That's the reality of the sector we're in. And so that should be a requirement of the job. 
Production almost feels to me like a, a dirty word with creative people sometimes. I'm not exactly sure I'm right about that or why that is, but I guess there is something that strikes me as off-putting to creative people about the notion of production, which isn't necessarily creative. It's about speed, efficiency, consistency, making sure that things are aligned, making sure that you know there's consistent spacing between words or sections. How do you reconcile that as a creative person? How do you embrace production or encourage people on your team who are creative and have potential to maybe work faster or more consistently? How do you get them to do that? And do you have any examples of people who you've seen who are great at doing that? Well, ideally, you want the same kind of work ethos and willingness to roll up your shirt sleeves. I think that's a common factor that you want in anyone that's working in-house at a nonprofit, be they in development, be they on staff, be they in a visitor services capacity or in any role. The thing that unites nonprofits is I think folks need to be able to kind of get the work done. In a creative position, there should not be a repugnance for production because that's the kind of bread and butter of getting things out the door. And you actually want to find folks that kind of delight and take pride in it. Because one fun thing about the nonprofit world is you're really creating, I think, very tangible objects sometimes. So be they an email or a poster or a sign, it doesn't matter. Nonprofits takes on many shapes and sizes and communicate in many different ways, but you're actually reaching people. You're talking to people and a lot of design and copy jobs don't reach that end user, don't reach that audience person directly. And so the way to reach them directly is through producing production, the materials. And it's essential that especially the designer know how to do these skills that are less and less commonly held skills like knowing how to save things for web versus print, knowing how to size things appropriately, knowing how to prepare things for the printer. Not all nonprofits, nonprofits vary widely, but some still rely on print technology. And so when you're hiring your in-house designer, if they have no knowledge of print versus web and they're fresh out of school and are young and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, but don't realize that there's totally different requirements for print versus web, that's a problem. So are freelancers a better option for production or is it possible to find those people and get them in-house? For production, it's not at all the case that freelancers are a better option. You just want to make sure that, for example, if you're a nonprofit that is all digital and you don't create print materials at all, then someone who has a print portfolio is not necessarily essential. But if you're a nonprofit that creates signage, that creates still mailings, that does that type of work, then when you're looking for your in-house designer or if you're outsourcing to freelance, you might want to look for those types of projects in their portfolio so that you can be assured that they can do that production work that you need done. I'm imagining somebody who runs a communications department at a nonprofit who's trying to build their in-house team. You know, they're growing their in-house team. And by the way, we have a lot of thoughts about how you should do that. In fact, we just produced an ebook in 2019 about teams that has some suggestions and some structural things. So let's take this fictitious communications director and they've decided that they need to hire an in-house designer or maybe add to their in-house creative team. What I'm imagining based on your advice, you'd want to see in the portfolio of a potential employee is a wide range of deliverables, like somebody who had worked on a lot of different things. You know, you'd be looking at gala invites and flyers and postcards and posters and annual reports and maybe microsites and visualizations. So that would be the breadth piece. 
then we'd want to see consistency that for one organization, they were able to produce a lot of different things, but they all hold together clearly. They all use the same colors, fonts, styles, and then production that they look good. They look tight. They don't look like they were designed by some random person, right? So I'm imagining that kind of portfolio would be preferable to the portfolio of somebody who's got, for instance, beautiful logo designs or like a beautiful, huge website design. I mean, that'd be awesome to have, but the person you hire in-house only ever gets to go through a rebranding process or a big website process once every gazillion years, right? Yeah, perfectly put. So it's interesting. You're not necessarily looking for the portfolio that really razzle-dazzles you with its creative spark. You're looking for like a suite of materials that all really hang together. And then depending on what your nonprofit creates or produces or needs, looking for that type of work. Great. All right. So any other parting advice for people who are mulling over what to have in-house on their creative team? Yeah, well, there's just this kind of greater question of when to keep things in-house when you do have in-house designers and writers and when to look elsewhere. So you can turn to a freelancer just because you literally don't have people that you've hired to do that work if you're a smaller nonprofit or if you've made the decision to outsource. But if you do have in-house teams, when then should you look outside and not use your in-house designers? We would say that the decision to move outside of your in-house team should be for things that are kind of beyond your day-to-day work. So what we've just talked about with breadth, consistency, and production, that's for your day-to-day communications. You've hired that person for breadth, consistency, and production to create those materials day-to-day. But what happens when you need to elevate above the day-to-day for like a capital campaign or some other very special initiative or to rebrand the entire organization? For moments like that, The exact skills that you've hired for in your in-house team are going to be a disadvantage because they haven't exercised those muscles about creating something new or innovating. And so at those moments, that's a great time to look outside of your walls, be they literal or metaphorical, and to find some outside expertise. That's a great point. What are the confines of the projects where that comes up? And I often imagine that they are the projects that are very high risk or high reward and have a very long shelf life. So typically I encourage nonprofits to not use their in-house people to design the logo, to rename the organization, to build the website, you know, design from scratch. And of course, it's easy for me to say that and perhaps sounds self-serving because we run an agency that does that. But it's more so that in-house people so rarely have done those projects enough to have the right level of expertise, both in terms of what it takes to execute, but also what it takes to herd the cats that need to be herded. The consultant can come in and get buy-in and get people on the same page and say no in ways that in-house people can't. So even if you've got an in-house person, in fact, we have a client who's one of these right now. He's been through several big rebrands and several big website projects. And out of the gate, he decided not to lead that work internally. He decided to hire us because he's seen over and over again how hard it is for that in-house person to be taken seriously enough, even if they do have the chops. Yes. And it can create a big strain. Yeah. Those are some factors to consider. (laughs) All right. Good. Well, I think we've dug into some nice stuff here, some good examples. We'll link to the ebook I mentioned and Claire's blog and any other great resources we have in the show notes on this podcast. Claire, thanks for joining me. Of course. 
This is the Smart Communications Podcast, developing the voices of determined nonprofits. Brought to you by Big Duck. Big Duck is an agency that puts smart communications in the hands of nonprofits. We help our nonprofit clients develop strong brands, strong campaigns, and strong teams that advance their missions and achieve their goals. Connect with us at bigduck.com.